Hey everybody, this is Katie. I just wanted to toss in a like trigger warning or kind of like a thing to let everybody know that this episode we do cover one particular controversial topic that could be considered triggering or it might upset some people while we talk about this week's topic. So I just wanted to let you know that this is in there. We don't talk about any of our personal feelings regarding this topic. It's simply part of the plot of the film that we are discussing. So I hope you enjoy the episode. Thank you. You're listening to Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea, a podcast all about pop culture that these brilliant ladies enjoy. So heat up your kettles. It's tea time. Hello, everyone. I'm Katie. And I'm Chelsea. And you're listening to Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea, a member of the geek to geek podcast network. And on this week's episode, Chelsea and I are having the time of our lives while we discuss the film Dirty Dancing, which celebrated its 30-year anniversary on August 21st. But as usual, we got to put baby in a corner and talk about what we've been doing for the past week. So Chelsea, what you been doing, girl? First of all, girl, I got to applaud you for those fabulous (laughs) Dirty Dancing puns. (laughs) Sorry. I'm so proud of myself. You should have seen me like typing this up in my like at the kitchen table yesterday. I was like, I'm so punny. I was when I read the notes when you sent them to me. I was like, classic Katie, classic Katie. <laughs> Nothing is as good though as my puns in the Zac Efron episode. Though, that was gotta admit that was pretty good. But this was pretty. <laughs> this was pretty good too. I'm not gonna lie. Um, it hit the two best things within the <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Okay, sorry. No. It's your turn. Tell us what you've been doing. Um, Lots of reading. So I've read two books. Well, no, not two full books. I'm sorry. Whoa, getting ahead of myself here. I read a full book, and I just started a new book today. Um, So the first book that I read this week is Once and for All by Sarah Dessen, uh, which you know I love because I gave you basically all her books that I had. (laughs) I've got a crate in the hallway that will fit in my room that's full of her books from you. Exactly. I love those books. I really wish that I could have brought those with me, but too much, too much space. Um, But it's her newest book that just came out within the last few months. Uh, And it's funny because the the character, uh, her mom works for like a wedding planning company. Like she owns her own wedding planning company. So she like works there on the weekends in the summer and stuff. And I was like, oh, wedding themed, of course, because I keep finding wedding themed books on accident. And I'm like, the Are wedding. Are you sure you're not reading Girl Online? Because that sounds right. very similar. I know, kind of. But um, <laughs> but no, it's like I keep that's why that's what I mean. Like I keep finding like wedding themed something and I'm like, the wedding is over. I just want <laughs> It's never over. Never. Uh, but no, it was it was funny to see it from the perspective of like someone outside planning the wedding, like if that makes sense, like someone who's not the bride planning the wedding. Um True. and they like talk a lot about clichés and stuff and I'm just like, "Oh yeah, okay." <laughs> um but I love Sarah Destin. Uh what was so great is that this book felt uh different from a lot of her other ones. Um, okay. Sometimes, sometimes 
writers can kind of fall into a formula. And I felt like she was kind of starting to fall into the formula of like, you know, boy meets girl. Uh, girl doesn't really like boy because he's dumb. And But then she falls for his cute charm. And then they're great. And then they break up. And then they're back together. You know what I mean? Like, oh, God. Just like the yeah. usual formula. But she kind of, she went for a totally different format this time and I totally didn't expect it and I was really happy oh. about that so that was really nice oh that's good yeah um she kind of jumped back and forth between timeline or not well not timelines but she talked about like present and then like the past and then the present and the past and it was very different than what she's really ever done before so oh um but the book that I'm reading now Katie oh my god you're gonna have to get this book because it yes. is basically The Breakfast Club. Oh, my God. But with murder. Oh, my God. What? <laughs> <laughs> what? Okay. Tell me. Tell me. Tell me. Tell me. So the cover of the book. First of all, the book is called One of Us is Lying. It's by Karen M. McManus. McManus? Yeah. I totally went to Barnes Noble yesterday and saw the cover. of. The, I saw that book. It says, a geek, a jock. A criminal, a princess, a murder. Who would you believe? <laughs> oh, my God. I saw this book. I did. I didn't pick it up and look at it, but that's hilarious. Go, I saw it yesterday. Go back and get it. Because, like, okay, even the back little thing, five students walk into detention, only four leave. And I'm like... Oh, my God. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like 60 pages into it. I just started this morning. Uh <laughs> That doesn't typically happen. When I first start a book, it usually takes me a while to kind of get into it. And then once mm-hmm. I'm in the middle, that's when I tend to, like, burn through a book. But I'm already burning through this book. And I was like, oh, like, how how is this really going to be? Is this going to be, like, every kind of, you know, is it going to be, like, Pretty Little Liars or whatever? But, like, no, it's, it's interesting. Like, you kind of don't oh see certain things coming, and you're just like, what? Okay, cool. <laughs> so, Oh, my God. But it's set in modern times, so it's not, like, total 80s flashback or anything. But it was very, very cool. You definitely need to read it. And... Yes. Yeah, so what have you been up to, Katie? Um, well, so today I took my car to Pet Boys. <laughs> Yay! So... <laughs> For those who don't know what Pet Boys is, it's an auto part store because my air conditioning doesn't work and I'm like suffering through a first world problem right now. Ah. <laughs> it's awful. But um, we took it to one Pet Boys by where I live and then the one person who could look at my air conditioning didn't work today. Oh, of course. Yeah. So um, I had to drive further like another 20 miles or something to take my car to another Pet Boys that had two people there that could look at my air conditioning. So they just called earlier when uh, earlier this morning and said that um, they need to flush the system, which means like I'm $235 in the hole right now. Oh, potentially more. Such a bummer. So I hate taking my car in because it's always it's, more than you really hope it's going to be. I just, I think I'm trying to face, I have to face reality and know that, that my car is on its last leg, which totally blows because my car is only six years old, but it has over a hundred thousand miles on it because I drive it so much. Yeah. That's really hard. Um, 
it's awful. I love that car. My little 2011 Volkswagen Jetta. Aww. It's my baby. <laughs> Anyways, that's a first world problem, but, um. Fun stuff. Fun I stuff. did. Yeah. It's adulting. It's terrible. Yep. <laughs> um, but as I mentioned last week, I did actually get to go to the tea luncheon this week. <gasps> Very nice. Very yes, on brand with this was. podcast. I know. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so this place is called Rose Tea Garden, and it's in Pasadena. Okay. And it's incredible. So when you walk in, they have, like, tons and tons of tables everywhere, but it kind of looks like an indoor garden. Ooh. Like, it's super cute and really fancy. And so I went with uh, two of my coworkers, uh, Erwin and Joel, and they're amazing. And so we had this, like, tea party, and it wasn't very much to go there. So uh, we did one of their, like, lunch things. So, like, uh, I did the English tea thing, Mm -hmm. and Erwin did the same, or Joel did the same thing, and then Erwin did the French tea lunch. And so mine came with, uh, I picked one sandwich and it comes with four pieces. So I got the egg and watercress, like a very traditional mm-hmm. sandwich. You can't, the only thing that's more traditional than that would be get like cucumber, like yeah. a cucumber sandwich. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> um, so I got that and then it came with this giant scone, like a scone <gasps> that you could choose from that they make. And they're huge. They were seriously giant, like like the size of like a big cookie. Like it was Ooh, amazing. Yum. So giant scone, which was delicious. Got blueberry, my fave. Ooh, yes. Um, and then uh, tea. Obviously, it came with tea. I got this like Buckingham Palace blend. Mmm. It was like a black tea blend. It was very delicious. Very and nice. And it also came with fruit and a salad. Um. Irwin got the French one, which actually came with a choice of a croissant sandwich. Ooh, very nice. <laughs> yeah, so he, and a piece of cake. So rather than getting the scone, he got to pick a cake and he got the sandwich. I'd not be disappointed. So we're like, we, <laughs> no, I was like, we have to go again so we can like switch up our options. And they have a lot of tea there. So you get your own teapot. So Aww. it's not like the tea place that we went to for my birthday last year where they just constantly refill your cup with only one type of tea yeah um but you get to choose so there's like a ton of tea on this list that you get to choose from so it's very much like the tea place that regina works at in cardiff oh cool so it's very much like that um but it was delicious and great we ended up spending an hour and a half on our lunch break which was way longer than lunch should have been (laughs) oh oh boy (laughs) but i ended up staying at work until like seven so to make up for the time that we spent tea partying. Yes. <laughs> um, and then the last thing that I did was yesterday, Michelle, Becca, and I, and then a friend of ours, Ruth, we went to the Museum of Ice Cream. Oh, in so LA. jealous. I'm so jealous. And that place is literally like an Instagram haven. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, which was super cool. Like it was amazing. Like I'll post some of the, I'll, I'll put some of the pictures in the show notes, but there's also a bunch of photos up on my Instagram. Um, which is, but, uh, lady Catherine P, but Catherine is K A T H A R I N E. There you go. And the letter P because, uh, my mom named me after Catherine Hepburn and it's also the Irish spelling of Catherine cause we like to be weird. Yes. Whatever. <laughs> I'll put it in the show notes. Yes. <laughs> 
Yes. <laughs> but the, um, there are really cool photos and stuff. Thank you. Flexing my photography muscles. But oh, you go, girl. Yeah, thanks, girl. Um, but they actually gave you like a little bit of ice cream in every single room. So like in the mint room, we got uh, mint uh, chocolate. So it was mint ice cream, like mint chocolate chip ice cream inside of Moshi. So it was like a Moshi ball, <gasps> but like mint chocolate chip. What the heck? Yeah, it was so good. And then we got afters ice cream. What's You've after? heard of afters, right? No, I haven't. So like, so afters is this, they have a place in Tustin actually. Uh, and this place is like, it's one of those viral ice cream places, kind of like cauldron. Okay. Um, I'll put a link for them in the show notes, but afters is like their ice cream is extremely delicious. And it was this like Oreo ice cream that was just to die for. And so we got a cup of that. And then in the last room, like, or the, at the very, very end, you got, um, pink vanilla soft serve inside of a sugar cone with Oreo pieces inside of it. Oh, God. I'm so yeah. jealous. It was so good. I totally went in the sprinkle pool, yeah. too. And to be honest, I half expected the sprinkle pool to be real sprinkles. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they weren't. They were plastic. They were plastic. I don't, know, I don't know why I was expecting them to be actual sprinkles. They probably didn't want people eating it because no it's it's gross that would yeah. be disgusting but uh but also like they those would leave like uh like they would melt almost from like body heat and sweat oh. because it's super hot in that place they did not have air conditioning in the ice cream museum which makes no sense that because makes it's the museum no about ice cream. sense oh my god <laughs> but it was disgustingly hot in there but i can totally understand why it would be because you don't want there's like our tickets were at 2.30, and you basically had, like, a time frame in which you needed to get through the museum. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's so that they could shuffle so many people through. That makes sense, yeah. Yeah, and you always had to finish your treat that you got in that room in that room. Like, you couldn't carry it with you. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, but the sprinkle pool was plastic. Little plastic sprinkles. And I took some of them home with me unintentionally. They were inside my shoe. <laughs> <laughs> nice souvenir. <sighs> I was like, what is hurting my foot when we went to Cafe Rio yesterday? Cafe Rio is delicious. I'm so sorry. I don't know if you ever had Cafe Rio when you were here. I didn't know. It's kind of like this Mexican food place, almost like, did we go to Mi Tortilla? No. Oh. Uh, it's very Chipotle esque, <laughs> but better. I'm just going to go cry in a quarter. I'm so sorry. All this talk about Mexican food and ice cream. I'm so sorry. I didn't know we had a food podcast. That's what this is. It's a food podcast now. <laughs> Tea parties, ice cream museum, uh, Mexican uh, food. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm just going to go cry. Okay. I'm sorry. Okay, I'll move on from the food. I'm so sorry. Okay, so uh, like we mentioned last week um, in our previous episode, uh, we're introducing a new segment that's called uh, the Weekly Geekery. So this is uh, something that's shared across all of the podcasts on the fancy new network that we joined, the geek to geek Podcast Network. Yay! So basically during this segment, um, we're going to be discussing some of the geeky things that we've been doing throughout the week. So it's kind of similar to the catch-up, but like 
very specific on geeky, but we have a loose definition of what geeky means in this podcast. Yeah, so sometimes we'll uh, expand on the definition of geek. Yeah, yeah, you know it. So, Chelsea, what are some of the geeky things that you have been doing specifically this week? Well, this week I've been on two geek-centered podcasts. Uh, we'll we'll go more in depth uh, later in the episode and probably in next week's episode. But uh, I've been talking a lot about DC Comics with with one podcast in particular um i was given a couple of recommendations uh the new 52 wonder woman and harley quinn uh written by uh paul dini yeah i think that's the Mm -hmm. right that's the right uh name and so i've been starting on that and yeah i mean that's kind of it it's kind of been small um, if I want to expand on my definition of geek, I just started watching Breaking Bad with Eamon because we finished oh. Mad Men. Girlfriend. Um, because Eamon's been on this huge kick of, like, watching quality television. <laughs> like, like, you know, if you were to, like, get a book that talks about, like, the best shows in the last, like, decade or whatever. Breaking Bad is one of Breaking them. Breaking Bad is one of them. It's been intense, guys. Um... I will never see Kristen Ritter the same. <laughs> oh, because of Breaking Bad? Yeah, she's in Breaking Bad um, in one season, the, the second season, and I'm just like, no. <laughs> oh, Kristen Ritter. I love her. Yes, I love her too. And I was shocked that a lot of people, that's like where they first saw her. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, why would you... <laughs> Why would you do that? Because, <laughs> like, where I first saw her, obviously, was, like, Veronica Mars, Gilmore Girls, mm-hmm. uh, then eventually Don't Trust the Bee. So very comedy-based roles. And then to see her, like, in Jessica Jones was a shock to me. But apparently a lot of people saw her in Breaking Bad first, so obviously it wasn't too oh. big of a shock. So I love her in Jessica Jones. I don't think I could ever see Jessica Jones as anybody else but Kristen Ritter now. I agree. I agree. So, yeah, that's been an intense TV thing I've been going through. Finishing Mad Men was so, like, it, it was good, but the last episode for me was just very underwhelming. And I was just kind of like, oh. I was like, oh, okay, that's it? Oh, okay. Like, because oh. <laughs> they kind of, they split up the last season, kind of the way that AMC tends to do for some reason, is like, they'll call it one season, but they air them very separate um Uh, and i think freeform does that the way that they ended the first half of season seven was so how it should have ended i mean i don't know but but anyways so that's like i've i've been kind of having fun like crossing off big shows that i've seen you know so it's been nice yeah so what about you katie what's your weekly geekery uh, so I've been watching the show Riverdale. Yes. And um, I started it uh, while I was dog sitting for Kenny. Um, but now I think I'm in episode seven, six, seven. I have no idea. Anyways, I'm almost done with the first season. So I'm trying to finish it before the new season starts, which is ridiculous that I decided to watch a new TV show instead of watching Supernatural. Yeah, girl, you need to watch that. 
or Doctor Who. I haven't watched this season of Doctor Who either. And I need to finish, like, I'm also trying to finish Outlander, too, so I can catch up before that starts. And that one starts next week. Oh, oh, dang. You got a lot to catch up on. <laughs> I know. I don't have time for this. No, but tomorrow's a holiday, so I can do this. I can do this. Yes. Well, um, Riverdale should probably be, I mean, as much as I'd prefer you'd watch Riverdale, that's probably going to have to be, like, low on your list if you got to catch up on Outlander. Yeah, it should be. Because you got at least just, a month for Riverdale. For, out, for Riverdale and yeah. Supernatural and Arrow. Ooh, girl, Don't, you got lots of TV. Yeah, I got... <laughs> 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 Anyways, so um, I've also started watching a show with my mom and uh, my brother called American Ripper, and it's on the History Channel. I don't remember if I mentioned this show before or not. No. But... Um, basically the show is about H.H. Holmes, which is considered to be the first American serial killer. And he was active during the Chicago World's Fair in 1893. And the thing is, is that this show is actually being hosted by, uh, his great, great grandson. Okay. So that's totally crazy. But what they're doing is they're trying to provide evidence that Jack the Ripper and H.H. Holmes are the same person. Ooh, very nice. Yeah. And it seems pretty convincing because they haven't found any evidence of H.H. Holmes being in the United States during the exact same time that Jack the Ripper was active in England, in Whitechapel. Hmm. So there's very big convincing evidence that, like... It's the same person. So it's like kind of an exciting show. It's very documentary because it's, you know, it's on the History Channel. Yeah. Style. And he's working with a former CIA operative and she's pretty cool. So the show, like we're behind by like two episodes because freaking the on demand was missing episode six. And I'm like, we can't watch episode seven without episode six. No, you got to watch it in order. Well, like, and, like, you'll miss out on tons of stuff. I like shows yeah. like that, actually. Yeah, I do, too. It's it's very interesting. So um, that show's really good. And then um, I've started a couple of new podcasts because some of my podcasts went on break. So, um, and, you know, I'm really into, uh, one, I'm really into crime podcasts, but I'm also a huge Harry Potter fan, mm-hmm. which is why... the. September the 1st this year was super exciting because it's actually the uh, year in which the 19 years later epilogue took place. Ooh. I think I yeah, was seeing so, that on the internet. Yeah, yeah. So Albus, Severus, Potter, Harry Harry and Ginny's, I think, is that their youngest? Their youngest boy um, got on the Hogwarts Express for the first time and went to Hogwarts. So it sort of... This whole series has kind of come full circle at this point, um, if you don't include Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. Yeah. So it's kind of come full circle. Um, and because of Harry Potter, I started actually listening to a new podcast called Harry Potter and the Sacred Text, which is a very interesting show because the two people who host that show are actually reading Harry Potter as if it's like they're looking at it through theology uh, methodology. So, like, both of them are theology people, so, like, religious. Okay. And they're looking at Harry Potter as if it's, a like, religion? I don't want to... S- yes. So, like, they're using ways in which people study the Bible, mm-hmm. um, like, the methods that they use in school to study Harry Potter. So each week, each episode, they take a specific, uh, like 
word or phrase to center around that chapter. Uh, so it's very, very interesting. The episodes are half hour long. They're not very long. Um, and it's like crazy interesting stuff. I've only listened to a few episodes so far, but I need to listen to more. That sounds and really cool, though. Yeah, yeah. So if you're a Harry Potter fan, Harry Potter and the Sacred Text is pretty awesome. Um, and then the last podcast that I've gotten really into is called Ear Hustle. So this podcast was recommended by another podcast that I listened to called, I think it was either Hollywood and Crime or Criminal. I want to say it's Criminal. Um, basically, this podcast is hosted, edited, mixed, everything is done within San Quentin prison. <laughs> that is crazy. Yeah, San Quentin Federal Prison in California. It is insane. That's crazy how they do that. Like, didn't, weren't yeah. you telling me one time, like, they have to get everything, obviously, like, approved before they can put it up yes. and everything? Yeah, so they record an episode about something, and then the communications director for the prison has to listen to the episode and then approve it, and then the episode gets posted. So they're a little behind in posting their episodes because uh, the prison went on lockdown, so nobody was able to go in or out. Yes. <laughs> of the prison for a short period of time. So uh, it's crazy interesting because I think one of their episodes is called Cellies. So they're talking about picking your cellmate. Oh. And it kind of gives you like a real life look into the life that these people live. So the person who hosts the podcast is, I think he's been in prison for like 30 years on a burglary. Holy moly. Thing. So these people are doing some hard time and like they talk to people that have done not great things and then people who are in prison for a long time and then they talk about, oh God, they talk about some insane stuff, but Ear Hustle, great show. Listen to it if you can. Very, very good. They, this is their first season. They don't have a lot of episodes, so not a lot of stuff to catch up on. Cool. I'll put a link in the show notes and all that stuff, but... Uh, yeah, so that's my weekly geekery, so let's, I talk way too much, I'm just gonna say that. <laughs> You're fine. <laughs> we both, so we were both a little chatty this week. We are super chatty, this episode is gonna be super long, I'm really excited. <laughs> um, so actually we have kind of an announcement this week, so, um, Chelsea actually guest hosted on one of the geek to geek podcast network shows called the comic box, which is crazy awesome. Yes. Um, so I'm not exactly sure where that episode is going up, but, um, we wanted to actually give you a bit of a preview of their show in general. So it's not very specific on, uh, the episode that Chelsea's on, but it will give you kind of like a little promo of the comic box podcast in general. So here is that promo for you to enjoy comics hey everyone this is rob your friendly neighborhood comic geek and this is liam we are the hosts of the comic box part of the geek to geek podcast network so join us bop bop oh yeah okay so i hope you guys enjoyed that promo and so let's finally talk about our main topic (laughs) yay (laughs) so Our main topic this week is going to be Dirty Dancing. So um, I actually love this movie very much. um, And I'm actually pretty still like very heartbroken that Patrick Swayze is not with us anymore. Yes. It was 
very devastating to hear when he like passed away. He had, I think it was pancreatic cancer, right? Or colon cancer? Pancreatic. Yeah. Pancreatic cancer. Yeah. It was just devastating. Um, because it would have been so amazing for both Jennifer Grey and Patrick Swayze to be together for the 30th anniversary of this film. Right. Like, I wanted to see some, like, dirty dancing. Oh, oh yeah. Because they're both great at dancing. I mean, we even saw that Jennifer Grey went on Dancing with the Stars, and she still had it. So. Oh, dude, she killed it on Dancing with the Stars. Yeah. So, and you know Patrick Swayze will would have never, like, stopped dancing so (laughs) oh never never i love patrick swayze oh my gosh i'm so sad that he's gone i am too anyways so dirty dancing was released in theaters on august 21st in 1987 so i was one no i wasn't even one yet chelsea wasn't alive i wasn't alive for a good uh (laughs) five years (laughs) anyways (laughs) So this film was directed by Emil Ar- Ardolino. Wow, I'm so sorry. Butchering names here. And then the screenplay was written by Eleanor uh, Bergstein. Stein? Stein? Yeah. Sure. Yeah, one of those. Um, and the film stars, I'm just going to go with like the four big yeah. people for this movie. So Jennifer Grey, who plays uh, Francis Baby Houseman. And then Patrick Swayze, who plays Johnny Castle. Cynthia Rhodes, who is Penny Johnson, who is uh, Johnny's cousin. Yes. Yes. And then Jerry Orbach, who plays Dr. Uh, Jake Hausman. He's also not with us anymore. Oh. <laughs> Lenny from Law & Order, man. God, sad. This movie's going to be God. sad to rewatch. Oh, God. Okay. So I have this fabulous plot that Wikipedia was so gracious to post on the internet that I could take. Excellent. <clears throat> slash borrow. Anyways, so for those of you who haven't seen this film, there is going to be spoilers, obviously. Yes. Because we're going to be talking about this film in depth. Well, yes. in depth as we can go. Uh, so the basic plot of this film is Baby is one listless summer away from joining the Peace Corps, hoping to enjoy her youth while it lasts. She's disappointed while um, when her summer plans deposit her in a sleepy resort in the Catskills uh, with her parents. Her luck turns around, however, when the resort's dance instructor, Johnny, enlists Baby as his new partner. And the two fall in love. <laughs> Baby's father forbids her from seeing Johnny, but she's determined to help him perform the last big dance of the summer. Excellent. So this is a romantic dance a drama, if you didn't catch that. Yes. It's all those things we love. Romantic movies, drama, dancing. Heck yeah. Covers everything. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I am just on a roll today. I'm excited. You're good. Uh, So, Chelsea, what are your initial thoughts on this film? I love this film to death for so many reasons. Um, But I like it because I feel like the, the more that I watch it, the more I get out of it. So... Like, when I first watched this, I first watched it because, uh, one, they mention it a lot in Gilmore Girls. Yes. <laughs> and two, Kelly Bishop 
plays her mom, and that's oh, yeah. who plays em- Emily in Gilmore Girls. Whoa, missed a big person there. My bad. Oh wow, no, it's fine. She's she's hardly in it. I, she wouldn't be in like the top four characters, but True. um, but so yeah, I watched it. I want to say at like fourteen, like yeah, when I was fourteen or so, and the big uh, abortion storyline just went straight over my head. <laughs> Didn't oh, yeah. didn't get it at all. I I was very naive as a fourteen year old. Um, I it just completely went over my head. I was just more like, yeah, these kids are having fun dancing. Their parents don't want them to d- be dancing the sexy, you know. <laughs> That's all I got out of it because I was fourteen. And then I watched it again, like at sixteen, and I started to catch on about the you know more of the plot. And, like, I feel like the older I get, the more I'm like, whoa, this film is, like, deep for, like, what it comes off. Like, it has layers, you know? Yeah. So, I, and plus, the soundtrack is probably my favorite, one of my favorite soundtracks, like, of all time. Okay. So, it, what about you? Um, I really do love this movie. My mom hates this movie. What? I, I don't know. My mom also hates Grease, so. Well, I could see Grease. It's a bit sexist, but. That is very true. But the music is like That's why, why Grease 2 is way better. She's Different so, topic. So why does she hate this, first of all? I just need to know. She just she just doesn't like it. I think it's just like, it's one of those movies that my mom just doesn't enjoy. Okay. And I don't think fair. she's ever really, like, given me, like, a full, like, you know, layout of, like, why she doesn't like this film. But she's just, it's not her favorite. Yeah, but that's fair. I love this film. Very much so. Uh... Because, I mean, I love Patrick Swayze. That was part of it. But yeah. um, I just, I don't know. I like dance movies, and I love the romantic storyline between Baby and Johnny. And it's, I can't remember when I first watched it, and it's crazy to me that you can remember when you saw it the first time. No, I totally do. Because I went through a whole phase where I wanted to, uh, I wanted to watch all the 80s movies that, the Gilmore Girls talked about like that's like when I first watched The Breakfast Club. It's when I first watched Sixteen Candles. Um, okay, so I I totally remember it because of that. That's why. Okay, so okay, that makes sense. Um, I don't know. I just overall I really enjoy this film, and like we're gonna talk about this a little bit later. But like some of the topics in this movie that they cover mm-hmm. were very. Um, I mean, it was they were still considered kind of controversial for the time in which um, the movie was made, which was like 87, but it was also like way, you would think that it'd be super controversial for the time frame in which the film takes place. Oh yeah. Because it's like, I forget what the time frame is. That it's, it takes the, place. it's the sixties, isn't it? Sixties. Yeah. So it's a little bit more forward thinking, but is at it, the same time, like still very sixties. Yeah, it's still, like, way before the age of the hippie, so... Yeah. Uh, it was just very, like... I like the storyline, because, you know, I'm a big fan of the, like, girl from, you know, the good girl falls in love with the bad boy. <laughs> yes, yes, you it's are. It's such a stereotype, but I do love that. Deep down inside, I will well, admit that I am a big fan of that. And, like, he's the bad boy, but really he's good, you know? He's a good guy. Yeah. He's a great guy. And who would not want to be with a guy named Johnny? Like, I've always wanted to, like... Yeah. I've never met name. anybody, ever, 
named Johnny mm-hmm. ever. <laughs> Never met anybody with that name. If you exist out there, Johnny, like, <laughs> I want to meet you. I want to meet you. <laughs> I, I want to meet you. Anyways, so what is your, do you have a favorite part of this movie? If so, what is it? It's hard to pick because so much of this movie is so good. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I love the, like the dance montage of her, like trying to learn the dance and like when yes. she's like dancing across the bridge, like with herself. Oh, is that yours favorite too? I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, you're not. No, I'm not. It's okay. <laughs> but like, but that whole dance montage in general, like, yes. You know, like them in the water and like him doing the arm thing and like, you know what I mean? Like that, that whole montage thing in general. I'm a sucker for montages. Yes. Yes, you are. So how about you, Katie? I obviously spoiled it a little. (laughs) No, I do. I really like the part where she's dancing with herself on the bridge and then she sort of like looks around like, oh, was that me? Like, (laughs) cause then like, have you done that? I totally do that. Oh, I do it all the time sitting at my desk and I forget that I'm like should be working and not dancing. Yes. Yeah, happens all the time. Exactly. But I love that part. Um, I also, like, I, I kind of, like, the part that stands out a lot for me is when she first goes over to the staff side of the resort, mm-hmm. you know, when she walks in carrying the watermelon. Yes. And she sees them dancing. Mm-hmm. Like, that is such a huge, like, thing for her because it's, like, it's so shocking because she's never seen anybody dance like that before. Yes. Or do things like that before. So I, I kind of love that part because it just shows how out of touch with everybody else that she is, but also with that, like, he t- starts to, like, teach her how to kind of be a part of something more that there's more out there than just the life that she's been living. Yeah. Which is what she's been looking for. She's been looking for something bigger, something more, something more outside of, you know, everything that she knows. Exactly. So do you have a part that you don't like? Like what's the worst part of this movie for you? Like what part don't you like? Ah, uh, that's hard. That's really hard. I know mine. I can share mine. First you share you yours want. first. Yeah. Okay, so to be honest, the most iconic line of this entire movie is the line I hate the most out of this movie. The nobody puts baby in the corner? Yeah, I think that line is stupid. It, yeah. (laughs) It's just, it's not a good line. (laughs) I feel like a lot of people would disagree with you, but I do see what you're saying. That's fine. I mean, it's not, I mean, it's the most iconic line of this entire film. Yeah. Like, nobody puts baby in a corner. But I also, like, her name is also very... Her nickname is kind of weird. Oh, baby. Yeah. Baby. It's a little weird. But, you know, you know, you do you, bro. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, her but, dad calls her that, which I think yeah. is weird. Uh, I mean, I guess, you know, nicknames come from all different places, so whatever. But exactly. I think the nobody puts baby in the corner thing is just a weird line. Yeah, for me, it's like, it's almost as if someone came up with that line and then they're like, yeah. they're like, crap, where do we put this in the movie? And then they like, you know what I mean? It's, it's as if the line came first before the scene. Yeah, because the scene is kind of like he just kind of walks up and he's like, just out of the blue, nobody puts baby in a corner. And you're like, what? Yeah. 
<laughs> I mean, I totally, if Patrick Swayze said that to me, I would have melted on the spot. True. True. So, so I'm, I'm all for it. Like if somebody were to say that to me, I'd be like, <laughs> so weird, but yes. Yeah. No. I mean, I like what the line means. It's kind of like, yes, you know, she's so much more than being put away in a corner. You know, yes. she deserves to be like out in the front. But yes. yeah, I feel like they could have kind of found a better way to say it. But I don't mind it. I probably like it more than you do. Yes. I mean, I like the meaning behind it and like what the intention was with the line, because it's like what you said, mm-hmm. like she deserves to be out in the spotlight, yeah. you know, <laughs> Sorry, that just reminds me of, like, one of my fav- favorite lines from Vegas Vacation. Have you ever seen that movie? No. Uh, there's a part in the movie, it's a National Lampoon's um, one, where, like, the cousin, she was like, she's like, you know what, Audrey, there's only two things. You're either down in the pit serving drinks, or you're up in the spotlight. Like, <laughs> it's one of those two things. And nice. she's, like, dancing, so whenever I say that line, I do her little dance that she's doing. She's like, you're either up in the spotlight or down in the pit serving drinks. Nice. I like it. Anyways, <laughs> so that's how I feel about that line, because that's basically what it is to me. But, yeah. Um, probably the only thing I don't like from the movie is her sister. Oh, my God. Because she's, she's just so annoying. And it's not even like, I don't know. It's not the actor's fault. It's not like she's playing her bad. It's just that you're supposed to hate her. But I hate that dance that she does at the talent show. Oh, my gosh. I'm like. Oh, my gosh. I'm like, like, girl, no. (laughs) Just no. (laughs) Just no. Just no. Yeah. Her character is really annoying, especially, like, the entire thing about the guy. Yeah. Exactly. The guy is just piece of junk yes and she spends so much of the time like bragging and i don't know uh he's so great oh my god no 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 No. bad guy bad exactly (laughs) speaking of characters what are your thoughts on the characters (laughs) um well i love baby because i love i love how much you see her grow you almost see her like as a 16 17 year old but like you see her almost as an adult by the end yes you know like you see because like sometimes like when you do go to like a summer camp or you do have like that summer before you're really becoming an adult you can like mature so much through like just a few months um yes and I i feel like you really see her do that you know um she's very naive in the beginning um, not only in like that she's been very sheltered, but I think she's naive in like the world around her and like what, like she expects everyone to just do good. Like she just expects yes. everyone to just be good and to do the right thing. But she kind of learns that no, not, not everyone does. And sometimes you have to work through that and yeah, I just love her progression. Um, obviously, I love Johnny. <laughs> obviously. Obviously. And then everyone else is like, I mean, everyone else is pretty cool. The, only the sister is the one that really I just, like, don't like. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. How about you? Um, 
I kind of feel in the same realm. Like, I really like Baby. I think she... I like her full... They show a full progression of her character in this film. Like, in the time in which the movie takes place, like, you see this naive young gal who hasn't seen a lot of the world but wants to, and that she gets introduced to this, like, whole new world within, like, within her country club world. Mm-hmm. Which is pretty awesome. And that she gets to see, like... Also, another side of, like, her own family, like, the way that her dad treats Johnny. Yeah. To seeing that, like, oh, well, maybe my dad isn't as perfect as I thought he was. Like, why doesn't he want me to be with this guy? Yeah. And, you know, because there's a lot of, like, not, like, yeah, like, kind of, like, prejudice built up in his mind about, um, you know, he's he's a he's a bad guy from the wrong side of the tracks, like look what he did to his cousin and all this weird stuff. And I'm just, you yeah. know, well, and he's the help, you know, there's like, you, you see a lot of classism. Oh yeah. And very much so. It's almost like baby gets a peek behind the curtain. You know, she's been yeah. so into her family and her world that she kind of gets a peek behind the curtain and is like, Oh, this is kind of how other people live. And she gets more perspective on everything. She grows as a person in general, like to see that there is more outside of the country club life, basically. Yeah. And I just, I mean, it's Patrick Swayze. How could you not love him? Yeah. Like I just, Oh my God. So amazing. Even like, um, his, I keep calling her his cousin. And yet I don't really know if Penny is his cousin. Um, but Penny, I kind of love Penny too, because, uh, like her character, like you see a lot of growth, even though she's not in the forefront because, you know, she deals with a lot of stuff in her life and making bad decisions and then deciding to try to change her life, which results in an additional bad decision, which, you know, she almost dies from. Yeah. And it also like showcases an entire other realm of controversial topics within this one movie. Yeah, exactly. Which is crazy. Um, but yeah, I also don't like her sister either, but, um, I did like her dad though, because there's a lot of progression for her dad as well. Oh yeah, totally. I mean, he, through baby, he kind of learns to just put stuff aside and just help someone, which is all baby wants to do. He just wants to help Penny or she just wants to help Penny. And so he sees that and he's like, you know what? Like I need to be more like this. Like this girl needs help. And I'm going to help her no matter if I think her decision is terrible. Yeah. Like he's a doctor. It's his obligation to help her. And he also judges a lot, but also because it's from misinformation, like he doesn't understand everything in the situation and just makes assumptions. Yeah. um, That are completely wrong because of his like classist, like, you know, you're from the wrong. Yeah, you're like, you're from the wrong side of the track, so obviously you're making bad decisions. Mm-hmm. When in reality, it wasn't even Johnny that was doing it. It was that piece of junk dude that uh, was, that. I'm pretty sure he also worked there. Did he also work there? But he was like, he worked in the hotel. Possibly. I'm a bit fuzzy on the details of that storyline. Yeah, I'm not really, I can't remember. I should have watched this movie. I sat there in bed yesterday going like, I should watch this again. But then it wasn't on any streaming network and I was too lazy to find the DVD in my room. Yeah, I don't it's not on any streaming here. 
I don't think. Yeah. And I don't think Eamon owns it. But well, I mean, I've should. seen it. I've seen it quite a bit to where I know yeah. at least most of it. So, yeah. Okay. Um, do you have any um, thoughts on the plot of the film? But we kind of like talked about that a little bit. Yeah. I mean, we we see a lot of character growth. Um, I just love that the film has like so it, it's so many layers that you don't even realize that you're watching. Like it's a dance movie. That's what's promoted as. But you forget yeah. that it has this, like, really intense storyline. Oh, yeah. You know? And kind of goes into our our next bit about, like, the, the big themes that they cover. You know, I don't want to yeah. jump too much ahead, but... Well, we can jump into that one because I've kind of spoken on the plot in general about how I feel about it. Yeah, I just think, so. like, to cover abortion, would that wouldn't even happen now. Like, honestly. It's... I mean, it is covered, but it's, like, very controversial to cover still, even now, even in, you know, 2017. And we are not a political podcast at all and not going to talk about, like, the politics involved in that. It's no. just that it's but a deep part of this film is yeah. actually, like, part of this. Well, so honestly, like, it, it is kind of covered now, but if you really, if you really think about it, so many storylines won't go there. And yeah. this movie just went there. went there with no hesitation. And you, you don't, you really don't see that anymore. Like you really don't. Like I very, very rarely have seen abortion storylines done currently. Like it is an option that people do. I'm not saying yeah. I'm not going to get political and saying if it's right or wrong. I'm just saying it is a thing that people do. It is common. But yet you wouldn't yes. think so based on, like, how people tend to go with pregnancy storylines. Like, nine yes. times out of ten, they will either go with the pregnancy and keep it or go with the pregnancy and adopt. It is very rarely chosen on TV or movies to have yes. an abortion. And so I think it was bold to do that back in the 80s and have it be set back in the 60s. Like, that is that is crazy. Yeah, it's, I mean, it is insane that, like, I mean, now that we, like, at the time frame in which we live now, that we don't talk about it, but, I mean, it was super bold for them to cover it in 87. Yeah. Um, Which makes this movie kind of very forward-thinking, because it's not covering just that particular topic, but it covers the ugly side of that topic. Well, yeah, that people were doing it regardless whether if it was legal or not, whether if it was safe or not. Yeah. And it, it was a bold, bold, good move for this film to include that. Um, and it's, <laughs> it's funny that this movie was marketed as like, it's a dance movie. It's fun and awesome. But there's this like fully intense, dramatic, real storyline that's being covered like beneath that. Yeah. Well, I mean, this movie came out, this movie was made because movies like Flashdance and Footloose were coming out. I mean, there was a big time of the 80s where it was like, they didn't really care what the plot was. They just wanted a good dance movie. So I feel like, cause like this book or this book, my God, <laughs> this movie, like a lot of people didn't want it made. Not necessarily just because of the storyline, but because 
I don't know, it wasn't light enough for them. Like, they kind of, they wanted it to be just like a light, you know, fun dance movie. I don't know. So, it, it was kind of hard for this movie to get made, but I'm so glad that it did. Because it's it's a pretty feminist movie, like, even to by today's standards. Oh, yeah. Love it. Um, so, let's move from this intense question. Yes, sorry. Topic <laughs> into the dancing and the, the music. Yeah, the best part. <laughs> yes. I love all the dancing in this film is incredible and the music slash soundtrack. Oh my god. The so best good. the best soundtrack ever. Like I don't know. I'm I'm a big sucker for like Motown and like the fifties, sixties, seventies music. Like I'm just a big sucker for that kind of time period in general Mm -hmm. um but do you have a favorite like dance scene um yes or song i like i can't think of the name of the song right now i think it's brown eyed girl is that the song or is it have the hungry eyes hungry eyes brown eyed girl is a different different movie (laughs) (laughs) um yes (laughs) <laughs> yes, I love that scene when they're, like, dancing in the studio, like, just after, like, they kind of became a couple. Yeah. And they're dancing to Hungry Eyes in the in the studio, and it's so cute because she's like, this is your dance space, this is mine. And he's like, no, I just want to cuddle you and love you. And I'm like, stop it, Patrick Swayze, you're so <laughs> cute. <laughs> I agree. I love it. Mine, and obviously. Oh, go ahead. The end. Oh, well, well, yes, of course. Yes. Okay, you. I love the song Love is Strange by Mickey and Sylvia. It's where uh-huh. it's where they're dancing in his, I think it's his apartment, and, or his, oh. not his apartment, but his, like, cabin, and she's, like, crawling on the floor to him, you know, and they're, like, they're singing the words of the song. Yes. Yes, I freaking love that song so much. <laughs> like every time I every time I listen to that song, I just picture them like singing it to each other and it's great. <laughs> that that's so cute. I love it. Oh, I think I might have gotten my scenes mixed up cuz I think I was thinking about that scene but the wrong song. Oh. <laughs> Possibly. Whatever. I like I like Either Hungry way. Eyes. Hungry Whatever. Eyes is such a good song to be honest. Yes. It's a great song. And I really um, like Be My Baby. That's the scene where she enters in with the watermelon and she sees all the people dancing. And, like, it's like that. Or no, no, no. No, that's the beginning of the movie. Be My Baby? Yeah, where all the people are dancing in slow motion. Oh, yeah. That's, like, the opening bit, isn't yes. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I think is so. so cool. I like the way that that's filmed. It's all, like, slow-mo, like, dancing. and Oh, so good. Oh, God. I love the dancing. I love it so much. And it's so funny because, like, uh, the... Oh, God. The... I just watched a video. Um, I love watching those, like, uh, first dance wedding videos that people post online. Yeah. I have a problem. Um, somebody actually did, like, they... The bride and groom learned the time of your life. Time of our life. Aww. That one. Yeah, I learned that whole dance, and it was super cute. That's very, very I was cute. Like, bless, bless your hearts. I love it. And it's also like, I love that that scene is also included in um, Crazy, Crazy Stupid Love. Yes. <laughs> yes. He's like, you know, he goes, I can do the, 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 
the part the at the lift. end of the lift in Dirty Dancing. And she's like, what? And he goes, you know the part where Patrick Swayze picks up Jennifer Grey? I can do that. And I'm like, yes, you can, Ryan Gosling. Yes. Yes, you can. Because he's strong. But I love that, like, that particular scene and that song have been included in, like, so many different things. Like, this movie is so iconic that other things cover it. Like, they talked about it in Gilmore Girls. They talked about it in Crazy Stupid Love, in Glee. Yes. Like, everybody has seen this movie. And if you haven't, why haven't you? Yes, you need to get on it. (laughs) Yes. It's good. I mean, it's it's not super girly. And like, in Mm -hmm. my opinion, it's not too dance. Like, it's not, it's not like, uh, it's not like flash dance or footloose in a way. It's, it's got more depth to it. I feel like. Yeah. And it's not too intense with the plot. Like, I know we made it sound like super intense with like the intense heavy topics, but no, it's intense in between the dancing. Exactly. But yeah. So... Any final thoughts on this film in general? Yes. One one thing that I really, really like about this film that I think that makes it so feminist, and I got, I kind of um, read a little bit about this in this book that I have called Life Moves Pretty Fast by Hadley Friedman. It's, all, it's a book all about 80s movies and how, like, they were like the last good movies to like happen. <laughs> she just basically <laughs> talks about how like eighties movies are amazing. And she really covers in dirty dancing. The fact that this movie is about female sexuality because oh, yeah. you're not seeing it through his perspective. You're seeing it through her perspective. You're the, the camera is filming her like running her hand down his body And, like, she wants to have sex with him. And it's about her, you know, it's about her journey in, like, experiencing her own sexuality. You know what I mean? You're not not seeing Jennifer Grey topless. You're seeing Patrick Swayze topless, like, all the time. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) You know what I mean? So I I like that you get that bit of a different perspective. Nice. Yeah, I like it. Oh, I love that. Oh, my God. Now I, now I need to watch the movie again just because we've been talking about it. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, um, basically, like, see it. I love it. Great movie. That's all yes. I got. Perfect. Um, before we end this, I did want to mention that Dirty Dancing actually does have a sequel out there. Oh, yeah. Which <laughs> I love. So most people that I've talked to are not a fan of this movie, and I don't know why. But I am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's called Dirty Dancing Havana Nights. Uh, it came out in 2004 and it starred Diego Luna, uh, Rom- Romala uh, Gari. God, I birched the name so bad. Patrick Swayze's in it and then Stella Ward. Stella yeah. Ward, sorry. I always add a T to her name. There's no tie. <laughs> it's just Stella. Stella, Stella Ward. Um, so I don't want to like get super deep into this movie, but essentially it's like, it's almost the same plot line as dirty dancing, but it's taking place in Havana, Cuba. Um, like during their like conflict that they were having there, it's still when the U S could come to Cuba. I mean, we can go to Cuba now, but it was during the time frame in which the U S was still allowed there before, before, um, Oh gosh, Castro took over. Gotcha. 
It was before that time. That's where this movie takes place in. Um, but basically, this is the movie where I completely fell head over heels in love with Diego Luna. Yeah. Like, I love him so much. He's such a great dancer. And it does the same thing in this movie as it does in um, in the original. Because it's it's a girl from rich, upper class, white family. Comes to this, goes to Cuba because her dad's work. And then she meets this guy who's part of the help, who's from wrong side of the tracks kind of deal. And then, you know, she's learning about the Cuban culture and then everything that's involved with that. And then she just gets completely immersed in the Cuban culture and dances and it's beautiful. And her name, her character's name is Katie. So obviously I love it. (laughs) Yes, of course. Um, but for some people, like I, this is the first movie that I ever saw Diego Luna in, but other people saw him in E2 Mama Tambien which is a movie that is on Netflix that you can watch. And that movie is very good. Or they saw Diego Luna for the first time in star Wars rogue one. Yeah. So he's in rogue one. Um, I actually showed this movie to Tiffany and she didn't think that Diego Luna was that attractive. And then she watched this movie and she was like, I'm an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, yeah, you are. I was like, isn't he amazing? He's an incredible dancer and he's uh, just amazing. I love Diego Luna. If you listen to the show, Diego Luna, I love you. Yes, I'm sure he's listening. (laughs) You don't know. You don't know. (laughs) But anyway, I'm going to say that that's going to wrap up this episode. Um, The show notes for this episode and all of our other episodes are available on our website, teatimewithkc.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you download your podcasts. Uh, If you have any questions, comments, suggestions for future episodes, please feel free to email us at teawithkc at gmail.com. You can also reach out to us on Twitter and or Instagram using the handle teatimewithkc. Um, Also, don't forget to check out the other podcasts on the geek to geek podcast network by going to the link geek2geekcast.com. Yeah. So I guess until next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. Join us next time for another cup of tea.